episode of the Every Day is a New Day show. My name is Kim O'Neill, and I'm so excited for today's conversation. You'll hear why in a moment. Let, well, let me go ahead and tell you. So we are talking today about inner medicine. And I like to think today's guest coined that term. I'll have to ask her if, if, if that's accurate or not. But I love this word, this phrase. What comes up for you when you think about inner medicine? Ooh, love that. Before we go further, though, let's take a moment to shake off yesterday. Shake it off. Shake it off. Breathe into it. Release it. Shake it off. Remember, whatever whatever you're, you've been going through, whatever's been weighing on your heart, your mind, your energy, whatever it is, you have the opportunity to reclaim your power and step into the present moment, choosing to intentionally release it, shift out of that, come back into the present moment. Such a beautiful, empowering gift for yourself to release whatever's weighing on you so that you can fully receive and be in the now, in the present moment. <sighs> if this is resonating with you, take another deep breath in. This, this is all, I just, I'm loving where today's conversation is already going. Okay, so let's begin with the quote. And today's quote is a special quote from today's guest. And it is, to liberate our voices, we must be willing to be messy and angry and crazy and wild. And that is by Carrie Hummingbird, who's going to be coming on talking about inner medicine. I'm going to say that quote again. If you want to close your eyes and just take that in for a moment, see what shows up for you. Here's the quote. To liberate our voices, we must be willing to be messy and angry and crazy and wild. Hmm. Okay, let me tell you a little bit more about today's guest. She's been on the show before. I, I don't even know how long it's been. It's probably been since 2017. So we're looking at maybe six this year, something like that. And so much has evolved and it's so exciting to have her back. So today's guest, Carrie Hummingbird, medicine woman, mother and mentor, is the founder of Inner Medicine Training, a mystery school that shares potent ancient traditions from the Andes and Himalayas for owning your wisdom and living your purpose. She is the number one international best-selling author of The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, which was an international bestseller over 177 weeks. Take that in, 177 weeks bestseller. She's also the best-selling author of Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound, which describes the most direct path to self-realization. As the host of Soul Nectar Show, Carrie inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with an authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. And as a healer and mentor, she catalyzes mind shifts that transforms life challenges into gifts of wisdom. And her newest book, which was just released on Earth Day 2023, is titled Inner Medicine, Becoming One with Mother Earth for the Survival of Humanity. And here is Carrie to talk to us more about this. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you here. We, for those uh, with us today, whether you know whether you're watching us live on Facebook, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, or if you're listening to the audio podcast on any of the platforms, we have already had a, a prior conversation on Carrie's podcast, Soul Nectar <laughs> Show, that I really think today's conversation is going to be an extension of what took place there. So I'm just going to say right off the bat. If you enjoy what we talk about here, I absolutely encourage you to go check out the episode uh, where she and I spoke on her show as well. Carrie, let's, um, 
I want to get back to the quote there, but before I even go there, let's just first start off by defining what is inner medicine? What does that mean? Yeah. And so it is a, co- a word that I, a phrase that I coined. So, um, came through me and not to say nobody else on the planet heard that message, but you know, we all hear the messages, but inner medicine for me means coming inside to find the medicine you need mm-hmm. to be happy, to be at peace with yourself, to love yourself, to advocate for yourself. All that medicine's on the inside. And for most of my life, I was looking outside, trying to find an expert that could help me fix me on the inside. And, you know, many of us do that. We, we seek out the psychotherapist because we're told that person has the degree to help us, right? And, 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 and depending on the person's background, maybe they do. But, you know, it's like we seek that person. I did for 20 years. I was on a couch talking about my problems every single week with somebody that was um, taking notes on everything I said. And I had many different kinds of therapists um, do in that same paradigm. And there the thing that didn't work for me was when it got to the place where it was 20 years and I was still not loving myself, you know? Yes. No. So I, I, I love this. And and so what I want to add to this is I think that that's when the person, when a person is lost, right? Like I have my own experiences of going to therapists and coaches. Um, I think when a person is, you don't know where to turn you're, you're, you're like, I need some help, right? Like I can't do this on my own. Um, like that's an excellent starting place. Yes, reach out to someone who can assist you. And with that, I have to absolutely add, which speaks to your point of, ultimately you do that to start the journey, but it all comes back in. It's not like you just go to the therapy session and then let it go and the therapist does the work for you or the coach does the work for you. Nobody can ever do the work for the individual. You have to do it. And so you're you're getting to the heart of like how people heal is it's that inner medicine. I love it. Yeah. And what's really kind of funny is that as a reflection of that paradigm is that how we do one thing is how we do everything. And as a culture, what we've done is disowned our own work onto outside experts. And this is, we were actually trained to do that. So I want to say, look at the paradigm of the church. There's the priest or the preacher or the pastor that has the direct access to God. And then you're just like the supplicant there in the audience, hoping that they can like connect you with your source and that is a lie. So they can't do that. They might be able to point the way or inspire you or say something. Same thing with healers. Like I'm a healer. But if you come to me, what's you might think, oh, Carrie Hummingbird's going to heal me and all my problems are going to go away. And when I have clients like that, um, I rapidly tell them that's not true. You're here to Good. do your own work. And it's through that process of doing that inner work that it's eventually the next phase is, okay, I've been hearing all this stuff from Carrie or whoever I'm working with. I'm hearing all this stuff. I'm taking it in. It sounds great. Um, And the next step I'm going to say is learning how to trust then taking that next step for yourself. It's like that expert out there is simply a reflection of, okay, now how are you going to own this? How are you going to embody this? And I know that that was something we were going to talk about today too. Let's get right into that. What is embodiment? How do you define that? And so embodiment is when you are fully embodying your, your life experience, meaning let's say a practical way of saying this is you're choosing to be here. So a lot of people part way choose to be here. You know, they sort of say like, uh, I kind of want to be here, but only if things go my way. And then if Uh things don't go my way or I don't like how I'm feeling, then I don't want to be here anymore. And I was one of these people, so I'm not in judgment. 
but I, I had so much suicidal ideation much of my life because I didn't really totally want to be here. And when we don't really want to be here, what happens is that we feel like victims of life. That's the victim consciousness. We feel like victims of life. And then we, we get these, um, these victims of life paradigms show up all over the place in our relationships, in our family systems, at work, on the freeway, when you get pulled over by the police officer, all the things, you, you become a victim to it. And, and you can either um, say that, purpose your per that person's my perpetrator or that person's my rescuer. So if the person does what you love, you say they're my rescuer. And if they right. do what you hate, that you say they're my perpetrator. And now we're back to the, the fundamental programming of much of Western civilization through colonization, religious colonization and otherwise, is that we have the big rescuer, Jesus, and we have the terrible perpetrator, Satan, and we're caught in the middle and we're totally powerless and we can't do anything about it. And we're stuck in the middle as these poor humans, victims of life. And that's exactly why that construct was created for you by the Romans all those years ago is so that you would be disempowered, so that you would not be in your power, so that you would not have the ability to question authority, so that you would not have the ability to fight back, so that you would not have the ability to protect yourself and your family, and so that you would be so ashamed of yourself as a lowly sinner that you wouldn't even claim any God inside of you at all. And that's the lie that's been perpetrated on the planet for thousands of years. And now we're turning back the clock and we're saying that's not true because we're getting reconnected with the planet. We're getting plugged back in through meditation and contemplation. We're getting embodied in our divinity all the way down to our toes. There's lots of medicines helping us with that on the outside, plant medicines that come inside us, help us navigate ourselves on the inside so that we can heal and reclaim the truth of us, which is that we are divine source in a body. We are, we are blessed. We have always been divine. We have always been co-creators and just, we've been unknowingly creating hell on earth instead of heaven on earth. And now we're going to change that and create heaven on earth instead. I wanted to like pick up my mic and do mic drop moments like five <laughs> times through everything you just said. Okay. Um, so many things I want to speak to. I'm going to see if I can touch on all of them. So, um, one thing I absolutely love is uh, how you spoke about the human experience and, of course, talking through embodiment. Um, this is something I want to say on your show. So I'll just I'll say it here is that what I have found through my spiritual journey, my healing journey, is that it's the spiritual journey that brought me closer to my human journey and fully embracing more of it because right. We're not here to escape it. We're here to be present in this. And it's beautiful how it's all connected and one can support the other. So I just want to say that the other thing I want to say, and this is something I said on your show, but and it's relevant here too, is I, I, I always, so absolutely like it doesn't serve any of us to stay in that victim state. And I'm going to all, I'm going to say right here, hello, many times I've been in my victim state being frustrated, pissed off, hurt, angry, right? And here's what I want to say to empower people. Cause I think there's, I think there's this assumption that it's like, uh, you know, bad and good, this or that. And people think that if I'm being told that I can't be a victim, that it's wrong to be a victim, well, then they never actually step out of it because they feel like they're not being seen and heard. They're they're not fully feeling their emotions. And what I just simply want to say, and I hope I'm articulating this in the way that I wanted to come out, is that I think all 
journeys where we feel like there's been a perpetrator of some kind, begin with that feeling of victimization, begin with that feeling of hurt, of pain, of whatever it may be. And through time, maybe our mindset will shift and we can no longer have that as an initial reaction. But right now in this moment, if you're, if you see yourself on a a healing journey, moving forward, stepping into being more of who you are and acclimating with your emotions, learning how to speak your truth, all of that. If you have an experience where you initially feel like a victim, what I want to say is don't make yourself wrong for that. Feel those feelings. And this is going to lead back to your quote, Carrie, and I love this. Feel those feelings and then begin to take that next step forward of shifting and going, what is this teaching me? Where is this taking me? What's unfolding here for me? Because that's going to help walk you to the pathway of being more empowered and no longer being in the victim place. To me, it's a journey. It's a process. And it's not about leaping from here to here. And I'm not saying that that can't happen once a person is acclimated to all of this, but be where you are allow yourself to move through it. That's what I want to say. And so with that, I'm going to get back to Carrie's quote that we started with to liberate our voices. We must be willing to be messy and angry and crazy and wild. And Carrie, I'd love to, you know, just (laughs) invite you to what, what added thoughts do you have on this right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, first I want to, I want to comment on what you said about um, that. It's really hard it was your spiritual journey made it easier for you to accept your humanness. Yes. And me too. And the reason why I believe is because um, when you're, when you really just think of yourself as human and you're in that third dimensional understanding of yourself and that's all that there is, you're in separation consciousness. And when you're in separation consciousness, you take everything personally because it is personal. It's all happening to you. Right. So if you feel it in your body, it, it, you don't, you know, this person's doing this to me and I don't have any bigger picture way of understanding it. But when we invite the soul in, when we really get curious about that soul journey, we want to take that soul journey. We want to understand ourselves as bigger than just the body. And that's when, from a soul perspective, things can start to drop into place. You start to understand a lot more stuff, which makes the human experience so much easier. Like, for example, we were talking in my podcast with with, um, Cam about a conflict that I had with um, an officer basically tailgating me through my neighborhood, right? Like just tailgating me because he didn't like me pulling in front of him and he didn't pull me over or anything, but he just wanted to be aggressive and intimidating towards me. And normally that would have sent me into a place of fear, but I instead, because of my inner work, my inner medicine training, I went into my body and I just felt all those things. Now he ended up pulling off and nothing. And I went, I actually did go complain <laughs> and I, I filed a complaint out of self-advocacy. So and, this is, and, and I wanted, yeah. I actually got to hear her. She got to hear it. Uh, yeah, I got to hear her on the phone while you know I was on on the computer here. Uh, she did brilliantly. I just want to. I just have to say that she did brilliantly. This wasn't just a. She, she, her energy and her voice, everything was calm and balanced and very empowered. She stood in her power without going to any extreme, and that's evidence of the work that you've done. Uh, anyway, I just have to say that. Okay, continue. Yeah, and and so the higher picture is that, of course, today there was another one, you know, so I got pulled over for driving a few miles over the speed limit near my, you know, just because, right? Because it's, anyway, we can make a lot of stories about why that is, but ultimately it's because of the energy. It's because of the energy of me challenging the masculine authority that then there had to be another like challenge from the masculine towards my feminine. 
And this is all sort of like subconscious stuff. But if I was in my human only, I would feel totally targeted and upset and victimized and, and like you people are perpetrating and bullying me. And, and I did have some of that. I did feel that. But what I also felt was my soul perspective and my knowing that, oh, I challenged the patriarchal system by advocating for myself as a female. And so now energetically, the organism of that, the, the entity of that is challenging me back. So there's like this, um, you know, this gene key I love, and I just want to, I, I know I can see you like on the edge of your seat. It's okay. There's this gene key. I study the gene keys and I incorporate that into inner medicine training because I find it to be very good soul medicine for understanding what's happening on the planet and these encounters that we have in life. And there's this one gene key that is in my chart, in my pearl position, which is the greatest gift I'm going to give the world. And it starts with conflict. Many of us are conflict averse and mm. inside the conflict gene key is the battle of the sexes. Oof. And I can tell you, I have the, had the battle of the sexes in my relationship with the father of my children for that whole marriage. And even afterwards, it's like, he's, he's right. She's right. He said, she said that whole conflict ridden thing between the battle of the sexes. And it's a very real thing. So for anybody who's like, yeah, I've totally experienced that. And it's really annoying and he won't budge and he's terrible and he's an awful human being and he's doing this and he's doing that and he's perpetrating and, you know, and all those things as a female, you get so frustrated by it. And then you can also have like this ancestral anger um, and even hatred towards men come up inside your body because you're just like, I hate these men. I'm so sick of these men doing this stuff, right? You can have that experience come up inside your body. That's what needs healing right now. So I had an experience with, where this guy sparked it, right? And all my ancestral women in my body were just screaming and I was like feeling it and from my marriage and everything, it was just like combusting. And I just look at him and I'm like, I... I'm react. I'm feeling a lot of reaction right now because I'm pretty sure this is a retaliation for when I reported when you or your friend last week. And I just called it out. And he's like, I don't know anything about you. You're being disrespectful. All the things. I didn't give it any energy to that. I just held. And and I held this hostility energy because I was feeling that. I was holding my anger and my hatred and all my ancestral stuff. And I, he was like, he was red faced. He was feeling all that energy. And I, and I just, there's nothing I could do about it because it's coming up. That's just the energy that's there, not trying to project it on him or anything like that. And then I went home and I released it. So I roared. So this is for all the women. When you feel that, let it out. Be a lioness on the plains. Be, liberate your voice. Roar like a lion. Really let the anger out, the hatred out. This, you know, the rage, the years and, and, and decades and lifetimes of suppression and of, of women, oppression of women, violation of women, penetration of women. Just like, ah, you know, like we have to own that and let it out and let our ancestors speak through us and really move that energy, not at somebody but just releasing the Thank energy, you. right? The, and yes. then when you're clear, like I was clear, bring out your sage, bring out your Palo Santo, bring out your clearing agents. I brought out my tobacco. I prayed to tobacco. I blew tobacco on the earth. I was like, I'm sorry, Mother Earth. I'm sorry for all of this pain that humanity has been going through. And I'm now I do my medicine work on the other side. And But the yelling and that release of that energy is medicine work. And will your, will your neighbors think you're crazy that you're, shout, you're shouting at the top of your lungs as a spiritual mentor? in your house i hate men ah! yeah do i hate men no not really 
but I have this hatred in me because it's been passed down and passed down and passed down and passed down. And that energy keeps the conflict going. So when we want to change that, we have to move the energy, not only our energy, but our ancestral women's energy. And the only way to do it is to be messy and angry and crazy and wild and let it out. And people won't understand. And that's okay. Try not to do it when the kids are home because they do get freaked out. But move the energy, you know, as moms, like own it. And it puts you in your body. That's embodiment. It puts you deep in your body because now that you've released that energy, there's more room for your light. So that's what I want to say about that. Well, okay. And so I want to connect. I want to, I love it. So I want to go back and connect the dots a little bit from, we talked about the, the spiritual journey leading to more of the human journey. And you talked about that disconnection and separation, but how, when we're having those moments of, um, a victimization, we start to evolve how the higher self, self comes in. And so what I want to add is, is the aspect of how you had, I would say the gift of the rage, the gift of the rage, which we talked about earlier was possibly a gift from your higher self to say, here, access this <laughs> so that it can be released and, and go back to your quote, right? To liberate our voices. We must be willing to be messy and angry and crazy and wild because before our conversation today, Carrie and I had another conversation where we, you know, we were talking about at the beginning when you're first learning how to feel your emotions and acclimate to what does it feel like to to feel your emotions. What does it feel like to be grounded, allowing yourself to, I see it always as a channel of energy. When I'm working with clients, I talk about bringing in the breath and then opening and expanding this, this energy that you're grounding into your body. And what I'm hearing is, is absolutely the, the, the initial phase of that is the permission to allow yourself to be messy. If you're already feeling, um, angry, you want to express something, right? Don't direct it in another person, but allow it to come out in whatever way it's going to come out. For me, it's, it tends to be in my car. I go in my car and I scream. I just let it out. And then I'm like, okay, I have to clear that out. Like, <laughs> but yeah, but we have, and, you know, as women, especially this is like, and men too, because like I said, um, I've told many people about this, but I had, I had a male client come to me. He was so stuck in his throat chakra and he was so blocked in life as a result. So like he couldn't make any money and he wasn't happy and his life was crappy and his relationships were falling apart. And he's like, I just need some help. And he met me somewhere and he's like, I want a healing work. Right. And so when we did some work together, it turned out I got the message. His throat is totally blocked up. He needs to let the rage out towards his father because his father wow. had really punished him and poked at him and poked and poke and poke and poke and poke and poke. That is the patriarchal system. Poke, 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 poke. And then you can't, you can't fight back. You can't scream. You can't act wild. You can't express yourself because then you're crazy and then they lock you up in some facility or they give you a diagnosis and they label you for being emotional. And that's, that's how they control you. And they take your power that way. And not to say that, and, and everybody's part of the system. So it's not their fault, but this kid, he was like, I can't express myself. So I said, you need to roar like a lion. He's like, I can't do that to you. I said, why? He said, cause you're like my mother's age. Like I, you're like my mother in a way. Like I can't yell at you. And oh. I said, well, you're going to yell at me. So I, I said, well, let me go first. So I put on my lioness and I just roared from the very core of me, you know, and I roared and he let his eyes were as big as saucers. And then he goes, oh, I said, I can hold this. And he roared and roared and roared for like a half an hour. This kid, he had so much pent up anger and frustration from his whole life. He got it all out. 
And he curled up like a little baby and cried. And I just kind of patted his back and gave him some Agua Florida. And then, you know what? His whole life changed. Everything changed. He got along better with his dad. His he, I heard from him years later. He's like, my whole life is better. Just that one session. He's like, oh. I feel so much better. That's all it takes, really, in some cases, I is agree. to be willing to express. Yes. But as women, we've been told, just men too, are told not to be angry because he was a six-foot-tall guy, right? He can't, he's not allowed to be angry because it make people scare people. Well, as women, we've been told we have to be pretty, pleasing, and polite. That totally gets in the way of your anger and your rage. And we need to feel a little of that anger and rage right now on the planet because the planet needs us to speak up for her. She needs us to advocate for the animals, to advocate for the plants, to advocate for future generations. If you're a mom, oh my God, you got to be feeling this in your womb. We got to advocate for future generations on the planet right now. We've got to stop the fracking. We have to stop the, the polluting of the oil in the waters. And, and we got to stop burning down the jungles. We got to stop tearing down all the forests. It, we have to step in and be the stewards of this planet. It's time. We, and to do that, we got to step into our power, women. We got to go deep in our power and feel that rage of our ancestral women and reclaim our power and speak. No, <laughs> no more. I want to show everyone your book that just came out, Inner Medicine, Becoming One with Mother Earth for the Survival of Humanity by Carrie Hummingbird Sammy. And um, so we're not done with our conversation yet, but I want to make sure everyone knows about this book. And um, Carrie, is this another channeled work? Uh, partially, yeah. I, all, all of my work is channeled because I do it all in sacred space and I do it in a trance state. I get into a trance and I, and I listen and I write. Okay. Okay. And uh, I have the link here. Everyone, you can access this book by going to carriehummingbird.com forward slash inner medicine. And for all of our podcast listeners, Carrie is K-E-R-R-I, K-E-R-R-I hummingbird.com forward slash inner medicine. And Carrie, what else do you want people to know about this book? Well, it's a medicine journey. So if you've ever done a plant medicine ceremony, um, that's what it is. You're going to Without taking any medicine in your mouth, you're going to experience the power of the plants and the power of Mother Earth and the mountains and the rocks and crystals and stones and the animals and the birds. And you're going to experience all of that through the mystery of Mother Earth as soon as you enter the book. You're asked really soon on in the book in the first few pages to pick an intention for this book, for your medicine journey through the medicine wheel Wow. The medicine wheel is a Native American teaching, North and South America. The medicine wheel, you're going to be taught how to walk through that wheel, work with the South direction, work with the West direction, work with the North direction and the ancestors, work with the East, work with all the elements, the earth, the water, the fire, the air, work with, you're going to be working with serpent energy, your Kundalini energy in your body. You're going to be working with Jaguar through your emotional body and the storytelling machine. You'll be working with some spider medicine. You're going to be working with hummingbird to get you multidimensional out of your understanding of yourself as simply limited and human into the multidimensional aspect of you and bring that in. And you're going to be working with your ancestors to clear all kinds of karma and stuff in past lives. And you're going to be working with eagle and condor because now is the time of the eagle and the condor flying high in the sky together, heart and mind aligned together in the sky. That's what we're doing. And so it's a medicine journey. You're going to, the mystery is going to meet you. You're going to have like synchronicity. You're going to have emotions. You're going to have raw stuff come up. You're going to see things in a new way. You're going to go, oh my God, I, I always knew that, but I never like 
got a hold of it because it slipped out of my awareness. You get because I'm really good. I got good tracking and I, I track stuff. <laughs> and when you know it, you know it. And that's what that's what the, the shadow likes to hide. Because once you see it and you know it and you reveal it, it can never go back because you already know it now. And the shadow loves to hide from us because it doesn't want us to get out of doubt and confusion. It doesn't want us to leave the fear pattern because the fear pattern creates separation and that's where the shadow lives. It wants us to be in the shadow forever. And we're saying no. We're bringing the light to the shadow. We're rewiring the human consciousness and we're lifting it into homo luminous. And some of that way is we're going to have to reclaim the primal force of our reptilian brains, primal force, which includes hatred. It includes all those base elements. In order to reclaim the primal force of our humanity, we have to reclaim those in light and love and compassion, which means we got to feel it to heal it. So that's that's what this book is all about. It puts you squarely back in your empowerment as a human on, in a divinity inside a body on the planet. And it helps you listen to Mother Earth so you know what your purpose is, what you're meant to bring, the brilliance that you're meant to bring to the planet right now. It's not just a savior coming down to Earth to save everybody. Right. We're out of that model. No, it's you, me, it's us together. Healing the planet for future generations. That's us, all of us. Okay. Okay. There's a question that came up for me as we were talking about your book. So will you hold up your book for a moment so everyone can yeah. see see it? It's shiny um, and pretty. I know. And show how there thick it is. It is. Show <laughs> oh. how thick the side. Yeah. Okay. So this is like a, a hearty it's book. Meaty. <laughs> yeah, it's meaty. And and here's the question that came up for me. So for anybody who's thinking like, this is, sounds really interesting. I really want to read this, but oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to have the capacity to like read a whole book from cover to cover. I, I, I totally get that all of it is valuable, but I'm just wondering for the person who's thinking, well, you know, what if I just read a little bit and then put it down and then come back to it later? Like, how would you respond to that? I'm okay with that because basically the guides, uh, this whole book is programmed with all the medicine of all of my guides and my teachings um, through intermedicine training and the lineages that support my work. And so anybody that picks up this book is now considered a student of those lineages. And mm -hmm. you will pick up the book because you'll go, what the heck is happening? <laughs> you know? And then you'll want to know what's, you know, what's next, because when you get into the energy of it, life will just meet you with experiences. And so take a bite here, let that unfurl, watch what's going on, become the sacred witness, do some healing work with it, and then go get another chunk yeah. and then see that unfold and see what happens and then get the next chunk. So it, it can be worked however you like at your own pace. And then you might want to come in and do it in a program, you know, and, and, and a, we work every week in our program. We do it weekly, every single week, because I know that it's not a weekend workshop. It takes dedication. It takes devotion to unfurl the maximum benefit from this path. Yeah. Say a little bit more about that. So you're, are you think, are you referring to the inner medicine mystery school that? Yeah. So, inner, mm -hmm. Okay. How, how do people access that? What's yeah. So, I mean, at the website is details about the inner medicine training program. Um, it's broken into three levels according to the gene key. I follow the gene keys format because we use the gene keys. We basically take the gene keys, which is Himalayan medicine. It's, it's deep wise Himalayan medicine based on the I Ching. Okay. That's what that's what gene keys are. And okay. then we and it's hooked to your astrology and everything else. So it's you on a sheet of paper. And you're like, oh my God, that's me. As you read it, you go, that's me. Oh my God. How does it know that? Because it just does. And then we take that and we put that inside the Andean tradition of the Andes Mountains, the Caro shamans that are the primary backers um 
etherically of my work, they support me, that lineage, that we put that in the mesa, which is the medicine pouch, it's the medicine bundle, and it becomes your universe. And so you take your soul's curriculum, plunk it right down in your universe, is supporting you all the time in your body to understand these life lessons that you've struggled with your whole life and with like obscurity, like what the heck is going on? I keep running up against the same brick wall. Well, then you see it on the map and then it's in your mesa. It just helps you work through it and stuff comes up, right? Shadow, shadow work is what this called. We, we go into the shadows, we reveal the shadows and we bring everything to the light. And so, you know, support systems are good for that. So that's why when I do my program, the first level is six months. We go through the foundational, which is your um, life's work, your evolution, your purpose, and your radiance in the Gene Keys. We do that mm -hmm. first. That gives you a foundation of south, west, north, and east direction and the four primary animal allies to get you started and the elements to get you started, a foundation. And most people go right into the next one, which is the Venus sequence, which is healing all your relationships and healing your traumas all the way back until you're you're in the fetus in the womb. We, wow. we just move back through the whole matrix and, and heal everything, putting those gene keys inside your Mesa. And that's, it's like, wow, your whole relationships change because you're not the same person anymore. You can meet all your relationships in a new way. And then we end with prosperity, um, the prosperity matrix. So when the prosperity matrix places you in the ideal position in the collective for your gifts so that it's no longer like shoving and forcing and pushing, but like it's all flowing because this is what you're meant to do. You're in the right spot. So it helps align you to the right position and helps you become magnetic. So you attract to you, your tribe in the, in the places that you're meant to serve. So we can clean up a whole lot of, you know, human, um, um, let's say distraction by employing the system you know, and getting aligned correctly. Um, and then the world's going to look a whole lot different. It looks different for every person that goes through it. I mean, my life has completely changed. I'm always going through this medicine one with these gene keys every time I bring new students. And so I go down the next level and the next level and the next level. And it's, it's exciting to keep going down it. So I love it. Um, my ascension is, is right here. <laughs> you know, it's happening as we speak and, and all of us really. And so, you know, the, the one thing the guides are always saying to me is to really be sure to let people know, because a few years ago, I wrote this book, and I know you know this one, Kim, the second mm, wave book, right? Love it. Love book. that book. It's been on the charts like over 193 weeks now or something like that. This book oh is gosh. White Eagle channeled. White Eagle is one of the ascended masters of Earth School. And so in that book, we talk about star seeds and you know, the reason why you might feel like I don't belong on this planet, like, what is this place? You know, like, who are these people? Why do they act so horribly? Like, when you show up, you go, what is this stinky place? And, and this explains the second wave, why you might be a volunteer to the planet, you know, like, this might be just a tour of duty, you might have had a few lifetimes here, and like, just like, ah, oh, this place needs to clean up. So, you know, it'd be some judgment of Earth, right? And that book explains all that. But, Inner medicine is what helps you be an earthling on earth because so many starseeds don't want to be here. That's why I said you have to choose to be here on the planet. And many starseeds are sort of like hovering outside their bodies. Like, I don't like this messy human dense experience. It's all filled with emotions. And I kind of just want to go back home to my home planet, you know, where it's nice. And this place is stinky and I don't like it here. If you have that attitude, life is just going to meet you with the same so when you want to really step into your power as a manifester and a co-creator of life on this planet for the good of all towards new earth, you've got to get all the way into your body down to your little toenails. <laughs> yeah, inner medicine is what helps you be an earthling on earth and to be human because, yes, you're divine. 
Yes, you're a starseed and you're human. And for those of you who are like, I don't think I'm a starseed, that's okay too. This helps you embrace your humanity because you are a soul in a body and you just need to embrace your all of it, your soul and your body. And that's what inner medicine's about. And when we all get directed that way, things will happen so fast on this planet, you won't even believe how quickly things turn around. Carrie, I, so I had to put that up on screen because I love that quote. I think I think we, we should do something. You should do something with that. I don't know. Inner medicine is what helps you be an earthling on earth. My goodness. Um, so Carrie, we are nearing the end of our time here and I don't want to keep you over. Do you have a hard stop right at the um, hour? Just mm -hmm. checking really quick. Okay. Okay. Uh, so may I ask you two more questions? Yeah. In case we go over. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I want to ask you and we've, we've, you've certainly talked around all of these. I just want to kind of get to the heart of a couple of things. So what would you say indigenous people know that Western people could benefit from? How would you articulate that? Specifically? Yeah. Indigenous people have humility because mm -hmm. of all the things that they've been on through as a result of Western colonization. Indigenous people have tremendous humility. Indigenous people have connection with them, an understanding of themselves as connected to and part of all that is, all of our relations, Mother Earth, Indigenous people know that they are a cell of Mother Earth, that they are part of the body of Mother Earth. And so how they conduct themselves inside their body and their mind and their heart has everything to do with the health of the planet and vice versa. And so Indigenous people are embodied. You know, they're, they, they live close to the Earth. They would never live in a high rise. They would, would be, the, be that far away from Mother Earth. They don't want to be that far away. They want to be right close to Mama. So indigenous people don't really care very much about materialism. They care about all the things that a soul cares about. Growth, understanding, connection, multidimensional understanding of yourself, um, compassion, all the, all the things on the power versus force matrix that are, you know, through the whole spectrum. Because the indigenous people walk the middle way. They're not trying to just be perfect. They're, they understand that we're here to embrace all of the experience of being human. So we have a lot to learn from indigenous people. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I'm still learning from indigenous people is like how to be less arrogant, how to be more harmonious, more humble, how to open my heart, even in the middle of feeling offended by someone, how to relax my defenses and embrace that person. Um, I mean, Unconditional agape love is something that I've experienced from the people high up in the in the Andes Mountains, and just unconditional gratitude for life, um, just love from their hearts. And let's just say one of my first trips out there was with Alberto Vialdo, who is one of my teachers. And I, my first visit, I met this. He introduced us to this woman who who had a little mud brick house on the side of the the path we were walking and he asked her if we could come inside and look at her house. And she said, yes. And she was so humble. And when I went in to look where she lives and her whole, her whole family lives inside this eight by 10 mud house. Wow. And there's like one table for everybody. There's one room, there's one bed for everybody to sleep on together. There's one stove there, you know, it's like there's guinea pigs under the table because they're pets for a while and then they become food and like, that's their life. And, and in that moment, and I realized how arrogant and entitled I was. And I realized how that what I was wearing on my body from REI was more money than this woman's whole house and everything in it. 
And I was the one that was not grateful. And she had gratitude in her heart and humility. And she was the one who was wealthy. And I was the one who was impoverished. Mm. Ooh. That's powerful, Carrie. Yeah. It taught me a lot. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Um, okay. Well, so I also want to ask you, how does connecting with earth spiritually help a person make better decisions? Well, that is a really good question as well. And think of this like the mycelial network of the mushrooms. The mushrooms are around the entire planet. They have this, um, these little mycelial roots that go tap into the, into the roots of the trees. Okay. And then the trees and the mushrooms create this sort of internet of earth underneath the soil. Uh-huh. And they all know what's going on with each other across the whole planet. Okay. So they're all tapped in. And um, when we are tapped in like that, we also understand what's being asked of us. We understand the greater meaning behind things. We understand the messages that are being relayed through nature. For example, in Texas, um, this winter, we had a freeze that basically caused like at least 40% or 50% of the trees to lose limbs. There's like some oh. trees lost all their limbs. And it was kind of like this big message saying that got our attention because it was devastating. Our hearts were breaking for these trees. And Mother Earth was like, listen up. You're going to lose everything if you don't pay attention. Pay attention. You're affecting life on the planet. Pay attention. Listen. And in a way, the other message I got from it was the trees were dropping all of these le all these branches. And it was like, let that shit go, Ooh. humanity. Let that go. Let it go. Let go of the grudges. Let go of the anger. Let go of the resentment, right? And so when you're feeling it, feel it to heal it. Take it like a medicine person. I am going to transmute this energy intentionally from my ancestry and clear this hate. I am going to take it intentionally and clear this anger. I am going to take it intentionally and clear this grief. I'm an agent for earth. Take it that way and you're empowered to feel it, to heal it. You're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for all of us. So true. So true. <clears throat> Okay. So Carrie, we could go on and on, but it is time to start to wind down our conversation. I love talking with you and hearing um, just what comes up and how it flows and shows up. Thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom today. I want to share one more quote. Um, this is not one of Carrie's quotes, but it's relevant to today's conversation. Let me get it here. This is a quote that I found before today's show from Reagan Robinson. The soul knows what to do to heal itself. The challenge is to silence the mind. And actually, Carrie, I think I, that also was inspired by um, something I also have here from you. So would you briefly, as we close down, would you like to just talk about why are stillness and silence vital for our society, our Western yeah, society? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know when you guys are going to be hearing this, but um, right now we have this window of time from today, the 28th of April through May 3rd, where the gene key that's active on the planet starts with addiction and leads to silence. And wow. yeah, I kid you not, you, you, I mean, this is the thing about listening, right? It's synchronistic. Uh -huh. You just pulled that up. I didn't tell you that before. Mm -hmm. So the silence is really important because 
when we're silent, we're not giving into the addictions of the lower mind. When we're silent, we feel the energy. We contain it within ourselves. We process it. We transmute it with silence, with presence, with the spirit, with source. We actually feel to heal those energies and those distraction patterns when we get silent. When we're busy, we have a rock concert going on in our heads. Mm -hmm. We can't hear the silent voice. We don't know what mother is trying to tell us. We don't know what our soul is trying to tell us. And then those, those uh, wake up calls get bigger and bigger, like the two by fours and the brick walls. And we had a two by four at COVID. That was a two by four, you guys. That was gentle. That was the gentle outcome. That was the gentlest of all the timelines that you experienced. That was gentle. So I don't think we want to experience the brick wall. Right. So we got to listen. Wow. We got to get silent. And we're starting to ignore those messages. Um, I'll just tell you from sitting on my front lawn this week and hearing all the traffic roar outside and all the people frantically going here, there, and everywhere. We're right back to it, guys. And that is going to land us in a two by four or a brick wall. So we got to listen. And, and things are happening faster these days too. So it's not going to be another like century or, or more until the next one. Like it could happen in no. a year. Not going to work. That's why you want to approach all of this from a medicine place, a medicine person place. When you approach everything that's happening from a medicine person place, you're the bridge between earth and heaven. You're the bridge between your soul and the human, between earth and the and and God source creator. You're the medicine person. When you're the medicine person in the stillness, you hear the medicine that's needed. Then you can be that medicine. And that medicine might be to be love and light for someone. That medicine might be to be a two by four for somebody. So you have to be willing to be crazy and wild and messy and angry because that might be the medicine Mother Earth is calling you to be. That might be exactly. And if you're judging it as wrong, because you have a judgment about anger, because you inherited a judgment towards your own anger when you were from your domestication, you need to release that because anger is a tool on the spectrum. And it might be exactly the right medicine for what's needed in the moment. You've got to be able to tune in and get quiet and neutral in order to bring the medicine that's needed. Well, and I just want to talk about for anybody who's been in a more depressive state or fearful state, anger is actually a more empowered state. So yeah. if you're feeling moving up into that, and then, like you said, judging yourself for being wrong and therefore keeping yourself back in the, even the lower vibration emotions, like, no, it's a good sign. If you're being able to tap into your anger, tap into it, and then you can shift up and out of it. And I also just want to requote you on something else you said a moment ago, addictions of the lower mind. I just love that addictions of the lower mind, because for everyone with us today, um, have you ever thought of yourself as being addicted to the chatter or the lower mind? I, you know, I haven't, I've never heard of it that way. And I love that because absolutely <laughs> we can, it, I, I think it's really good to attach that word addiction to it because, uh, we don't want that. We want that inner peace that, and so yeah, but we don't get through the peace until we go through the conflict. So I also exactly. want to just, that last message, because this has been my major life lesson. I always wanted to bypass the conflict and go right to peace, but that's a false peace. So until we really embody our feelings, our, our and not just ours, but our ancestral feelings, right. until we fully embody all that, we're, we got to meet the conflict with that. We have to actually come into it the conflict within ourselves, meet it, acknowledge it, validate it, witness it, feel it, express it, 
again, not towards somebody, but just to feel it, express it, then we clear that energy. We can come into a diplomacy within, and then we can reach diplomacy without. This is this is what we all need to be taking responsibility for now. Absolutely. And, and absolutely. The part I wanted to highlight is that to me, that that's like a new awareness, right? Because you can't really shift what you're not even aware of. And so to just to simply have that awareness of, oh my gosh, she's right. This, <laughs> yeah. has been an, this has been like an addiction for me to keep going through the same pattern, the same cycle over and over and over. And so, yeah, it's time for me to begin taking the next step so I can move out of what was in the shadow. Exactly. So, yep. <laughs> we got addictions Woo! of all kinds, sister. We get to break through. Woohoo! Woohoo! Great I awakening! Woo! Do it together, Carrie. I'm going to do a Woo! screenshot. Woo! Okay. Woo! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for being here today. I want to tell everyone where they can go to, of course, oops, I just passed over. Again, where to connect with you, go to CarrieHummingbird.com forward slash inner medicine. And um, you've shared so much, but do you have any final parting words you'd like to leave everyone with before we close out? Yeah. So be gentle with yourself. You know, I mean, I know I'm talking about embrace your anger and you can do that in a gentle way with yourself, like express it and then be gentle. Like I put, I put these nice um, healing oils on my throat after I roared today and I release the energy, you know, I, I gave myself Agua Farida, you know, those are my methods of loving on me. And I let myself talk about it here and I write my books. And so, you know, like be kind to yourself, be gentle to yourself. If you're gentle with you, it'll be easier to get through this. And, yeah. and don't judge yourself in retrospect. Like if you had a moment of anger, like I did earlier today and somebody else was involved and they felt it, oh, well, they were meant to feel it. Like just Honestly, let that shit go. <laughs> like, really, just uh, honor yourself. It's okay. I love it. I I, I just want to add again. It's like it's all connected. That's why it's we're all connected. I know, sister. Yeah, it's, you guys it's have to go watch the other episode because you'll I understand know. what the heck we're talking about here. <laughs> Yeah. So a quick reminder. Yes, absolutely. If you enjoyed today's <laughs> conversation, you're definitely going to want to go watch Carrie's episode of the Soul Nectar Show to hear our conversation there, um, which was kind of the precursor to this one. So Carrie, thank you so much for being here. I absolutely love this. And I also I just want to say to everyone, I feel like simply our conversation had a lot of medicine within it for everybody. And what a beautiful gift you are giving everybody, you know, just from speaking on podcasts and, and sharing your message this way too. So Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for everybody for witnessing and receiving. <sighs> okay, Carrie, I'm going to drop you back down to the lobby. I will see you in just a moment while I close out. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So, as always, what are you taking away from today's conversation is the acknowledgement of, well, is the acknowledgement of some of what we talked about, um, showing up as something that might be hidden in your shadow as something to take a look at? Has there been new awareness that has been, I want to say, awoken or illuminated through today's conversation? Is there a sense of feeling permission for you to allow yourself to feel that which has brought up anger, rage, I'm going to say intense grief, um, that sense of feeling crazy. Maybe you have an inclination to, oh, no, I don't want to express this or that because I don't want to be labeled crazy. I want to say, screw that. Allow the crazy to come out. And again, I love that Carrie kept reinforcing, you know, not directed at anybody, but simply allowing yourself to feel that so that you can be more embodied. 
I like to use the word acclimate a lot because I think a lot of reasons why we also shy away from certain feelings and emotions is because it doesn't feel good. We're not used to it, right? But the more you allow yourself to say, it's okay for me to feel this because feel it to heal it. You want to move through it. And so how do you move through it? Well, then you got to go through it, right? You don't go up around it, underneath it. You got to go through it. And the thing that I have found so often is that what takes the longest is that whole period of time. I didn't even bring this up on the show, but I'll say it now. What What tends to take the longest time is that whole amount of time that we avoid the feeling of it. But once you say, okay, I'm going to give myself permission. I'm going to feel it intentionally, as Carrie was talking about, right? Things move a lot quicker and then you can start to move forward a lot quicker. So anyway, could go on and on and on. So grateful to have you here today. Remember, every day is always a new day. Wherever you are today does not have to be where you are tomorrow. And that is always a metaphor. You can set an intention literally right now to say, you know what? I don't want the next hour of my day to be spent with this this thing that's lingering in my shadow, in, in my lower mind, addiction space, whatever it might be, right? You always get to make that new choice for yourself and what a gift it is for yourself and therefore for the world. Have an amazing day, everybody. You are a beautiful light. I hope you know that and feel that. I'll see you all again very, very soon.